Did you hear the big news? We started a private university. We are rolling out a new design certificate program and a master's degree program along with our Design Suite Mastermind. We have new enrollment dates coming up for these programs. And if you want to watch a 10-minute video and learn more, go to designsuitecourses.com learn. Welcome to the Make and Design Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Gardner. On this podcast, we're unraveling the everyday joys and dilemmas of design, making, and business. For makers who want to be designers and for designers who are makers, this is your inside scoop to help you grow your business and bring more creativity to your life. Hi, designers. Today, I'm going to be, um, if you're on the YouTube channel with me, working from my iPad from Illustrator. So a little while back, I did a reel that was underrated, overrated. And one of the, I think the most underrated programs out there is Illustrator for the iPad. It works seamlessly with Illustrator on your computer, which is why it is amazing. Okay. So today I'm just going to be drawing in it. You're going to see me playing with it. This is in no way a tutorial. Um, also, um, so I'm filming this in October of 2023. You're probably watching it in November. And this came out, Illustrator for the iPad came out in October of 2020. It has been through so many variations. They've changed so much in it, even in the last three years. That's part of the reason I kind of struggle to want to give tutorials in Illustrator for the iPad because it just changes so quickly. So I just thought it'd be fun. I'm gonna be um, designing in this today, kind of messing around with it. I also want you to notice that uh, those of you who are on the YouTube channel, you'll see that I have a uh, an Apple Pen and it's first generation. In fact, I need to put the little cap here on the top. So I'm going to do that really quick. So this, I got the cap on. This is the series one pen. Um, they are already up to series three and I'm using the very first iPad Pro that they had for this. So I just want to tell you this, like, because I think it's awesome the older generations still work for this. Like I bought this when it was brand new, when it was still in innovation mode and it still works for me really nicely. Now, those of you who are on, um, on YouTube, you're going to see that I'm on my iPad. You can see that illustrators up and you can see some drawings on here. These are back and forth between the iCloud on um, Illustrator on my computer, and that's why I like it so much. I know a lot of people love Procreate, and I do use Procreate, uh, but for me, the iPad is such an amazing way to uh, get my vectors directly into Illustrator. And those of you who are doing seamless repeats, I think you're spending an awful lot of time on Procreate when you should be spending a lot of time on Illustrator for the iPad. Um, I'm just gonna open up a letter size document here and start drawing as I talk to you guys today. Um, and ironically, not ironically, I kind of planned it this way. I wanted to talk to you guys about the innovations that we've seen over the years with um, not just the iPad, but what we see also with the programs. So many of you guys have heard me tell this story before. I can't remember if I talk about it in my book at all, um, but I um, remember all too well um, working in Cork which seems like a lifetime ago, you guys, like seriously, a lifetime ago. Um, I really um, liked it as far as programs go. Um, I thought it worked very, very nicely. And I even remember as a kid, 
I totally remember my dad having a, he had a software business and he um, hired a designer who was making the front covers of his discs that he had. Talk about a lifetime ago, like little floppy disks. We used to, when we were kids, we had these little cardboard pieces that all folded up to put the floppy disk inside that we would mail to people as they purchased it. Um, and so, um, I, like, I totally remember doing that. And um, he took me to the office of the designer who was making it. So it was her own home office. And she had up cork. And I feel like I remember like a sailboat or something, her showing me how she drew it directly into cork. And I was amazed. I didn't think anything of it at the time. I never thought of myself like someone who would be a designer, especially because the program looked so complicated to me. And I don't, I don't remember how old I was. I was really young. And me just kind of being like, okay, that's incredibly cool. I grew up with computers, which is an anomaly for a 80s kid. We always had two personal computers in our house and it was because my dad got a computer programming degree when I was really little. And um, so I, I, I was used to computers. Um, even now I, I, I feel very comfortable with technology in general. And then I, um, when I went to go see this designer and what she was doing on the computer, it seemed very reasonable to me and very cool, you know, what she did. Fast forward, probably 10 years after that, I'm working on a master's degree in design. And two weeks before my students are about to start school, I get a message from the university saying that Cork uh, pulled their license. I don't know if they pulled their license or they just were unreasonable with the licensing price for the university. Basically, we couldn't afford it at the University of Minnesota. And so instead, what they asked us to do is we did get the Adobe Suite because we had it for Illustrator and Photoshop. And we were all asked to please learn Adobe uh, InDesign. Now, that is the way those early days really worked. It was crazy um, the way that we quickly had to maneuver and change. You know, I always hear people say like they're self-taught. Guess what, guys? Everyone's self-taught. It's the digital age. Most of us were learning stuff just because we had to because it was also brand spanking new. So pretty much everyone was self-taught. Some of us were self-teaching plus teaching our design students how to do stuff and hoping it was all going to work out. It, those were crazy times. So um, anyway, um, it's so interesting because I always talk about how Cork, uh, basically, when you stop teaching at the university level something, and we'll have to see what happens in the next few years as universities are seeing lower enrollment, as we are seeing that, um, you know, even myself, I have a program online that you can do without a university program. So like kind of as we see some of these shifts, these cultural shifts, like what happens with this. But back then, if you didn't teach university students something, you basically were going out of your way to be 
uh, a non-entity, right? Because if you, your students know how to use something, like if they knew how to use Quark, when they go into the workplace, guess what they ask for? They ask their bosses for Quark. Well, since none of the students were asking to learn Quark, I mean, because they couldn't, weren't learning Quark in the universities, when they went to a, a company and they said, um, you know, what software you need? And they said, oh, I need Illustrator, Photoshop, and InDesign. Guess what? everyone stops licensing Quark. So um, I think it was, I don't know much about Quark except for my personal experience with that. But it, I mean, that was, talk about poor choices, right? Um, and, and I feel really bad because I think it was a really relatively good program. And who knows what would have happened with Adobe um, being in the suite format that it was. You know, it might have been easier for people to learn InDesign at the end of the day anyway, okay? So um, just like to give you a little bit of background. So what I'm seeing today as we see other programs pop up. So some of you, um, when I do boot camps, people ask me about Affinity. They'll ask me about, you know, Corel Draw. They'll ask me about Inkscape, um, Procreate. And so we have more possibilities and more things for people to use than ever before, which is incredible. So um, just a couple of, of things that you should be looking for as you're designing. So as you can see, I'm here in Illustrator. I'm doing strokes for this particular one. I'm sure I'll do one where I like draw um, differently um, here in Illustrator. But if you're like on the YouTube channel, you kind of see what I'm doing. I'm just doing strokes. I change the pressure. I change the roundness of this particular brush just because I'm kind of messing around to see what, what will happen here. You can see it's really sensitive. That's the other thing. It's it's pretty darn sensitive as well. So um, what I am going to tell you is that the thing you should be looking for as you're learning software, and a lot of it is not hard to learn, but definitely not easy either, right? You're still having to work hard to understand the tools, why they do what they do, why you are you know, expanding something. Like why the heck do I have to expand something? Um, one of the things you're looking for is vector-based programming versus pixel. Pixel gives you nice little squares for everything. It's what Photoshop and Procreate use so that we can um, get the image. So you're getting nice little squares. And that's when you blow something like that up, what happens is those squares blow up with it. And that's why things start looking blurry, right? Whereas vector is line-based. And because it's line-based, when you pull on it, the line doesn't change right? The line still stays relevant. The resolution stays the same. So that's why very often when my, I have designers who will design logos, when they design logos, I always say to them, please design this in a vector-based program. So Illustrator, Illustrator on the iPad, even, I don't know that InDesign, we can, like, we don't really say vector or, uh, vector or pixel. It's really a program where you're laying out, for example, books, brochures, and that kind of thing. So um, it just, it makes a huge difference because a logo at some point, I might want to uh, take that logo and uh, I want to make it really big. This actually just happened a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, last year, one of my friends owns a gymnastics company and she said, um, I have this logo 
and we love it, but I sent it to the printers and they said they can't use it. And I said, well, what did you send them? She said, well, I sent them a JPEG. And I said, let me take a look at it. So I took a look at it. It was something clearly that had originally been made, I, I would assume, in Illustrator. But the designer didn't give the AI or an EPS file to uh, my friend who was the owner, which, by the way, guys, if you're a freelancer and you don't do that, that's, that's a big no-no. So giving them an EPS file is going to make your client really happy. So I was like, Christina, this is not going to work for, you know, a sign company. It's not big enough. The resolution is not big enough. She was like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't have access to this designer or the AI design I said, no worries, I can build it for you. So I did. I was able to, to re-vectorize the entire thing for her, get it over to her, and then she blew it up. Well, she's a huge gymnastics company, so it was like blown up really, really big. That is only possible with a vector-based program, right? Not pixel-based. So all of you who have been spending all your time in Procreate, just be careful because some of you I know especially want like fabric contracts and um, it's so funny. My very first job as a fabric designer was with Northcott and at the time we did use Photoshop and it was horrible. It took forever, like you guys, forever to get a line together because we had to layer it out. We had to set up the pixels. We had to draw it. It was, it was just insanity. Speed forward, I work for Riley Blake, and we only do all our files in Illustrator. Why? Because we can build them very, very quickly. It's much, much easier to, to build what we're trying to create. Um, getting them into seamless pattern repeat is a breeze. And then, of course, the thing I like the best is that eventually we can repurpose that artwork and use it elsewhere. So um, if you have dreams of becoming a fabric designer, but you're spending your, all your time in Procreate, in a lot of ways, you're, you're hurting yourself because you're not bothering to learn the software that fabric uh, designers actually use. So um, I think Procreate's great. We definitely, I still think it's usable. Um, I definitely will do some videos on that. And I have designed lines in it with the intention of moving those lines into Illustrator. So there are ways to do it to get what you are looking for, but it's just a much longer process. It's actually a little bit frustrating. So you get a better drawing experience, I think, in Procreate, but instead you spend all this time in production. And if you have uh, heard me talk about the design process model, um, it's always trying to decide where are you going to spend your time. So many people spend a lot of time in production time, not in actual implementation time. And because of that, um, they get really frustrated. They stop working on their art. Why? Because they're, they don't want to do the production stuff, which production is pretty boring. <laughs> in the scheme of what we do as designers, um, it is pretty boring to have to uh, spend your time in production time. 
All right, you can see I'm just kind of messing around and playing with this so you can get a feel for it. I'm using the same brush, if you're on YouTube and you see me doing this, I'm just using the same brush. It is, you'll notice I put it high on pressure dynamics, like if the push-up, it's 73. And that's because I don't know if the newer ones, like the Series 2, work a little bit better. But for me, I find that my um, pressure uh, if I put it up higher when I'm working on the Illustrator for the iPad, it just works a little bit nicer for me. So those of you who are used to Procreate, you're going to find Illustrator on the iPad kind of annoying because it's not going to, um, it's not going to feel the same way as the Procreate does. Procreate makes you feel like you're really, um, really drawing. You have to be a little bit more, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Disciplined, I think, and trying to get the iPad to do what you want it to do. Um, so I, that's why I'm starting here. I'm showing you and just drawing like some line drawings because I think you could do this pretty easily. Put the pressure up high, kind of get a feel for it and get used to the idea of what it feels like to draw on the iPad. I don't want you to shy away from it because First of all, it's going to make production so much faster. So like this can easily be taken over to my computer and we can throw it into a seamless repeat. Probably would only take me mm, maybe 10 minutes tops. Um, so it'd be very, very quick versus if I were on Procreate, I think we're looking at a two hour process to get everything vectorized, to get the colors in, to get things moving around. So the process just takes a lot longer. So um, for me, I think learning the iPad uh, Illustrator is a great way to go. Um, I'm going to stop there because I'm just messing around so that you guys can can see that you can get comfortable in this just the way you would normally with Procreate. It's just going to feel a little different. It's not going to have all the capabilities. A lot of people love to shade and all of that stuff. That's for Procreate. That is definitely not an Illustrator thing. All right, you guys, hopefully you enjoyed this walk down memory, memory lane, kind of talking about software and tech and where I see things going. And it's a big part of our process because we're using technology in order to design to get what we're looking to get out of it. And um, I, I just think as a designer, we should be paying attention to the tech that we're using, how we're using it, getting smart about it, especially when it comes to our design process model, you know, where we're spending all our time in production, sales, and of course, implementation. Thanks you guys for joining me. I think this is a really good way for you to start, I mean, challenge to you is to go open up Illustrator on the iPad and go try it out. See if you really like it. I love it. Doesn't feel the same as Procreate, so don't have that expectation, but there's a lot of things you can do with it. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.